Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. The saying of Jesus um, to receive the other, uh, especially the righteous, the prophet, um, is reflected in the first reading today. This beautiful story of Elisha visiting a Shunam and the Shunamite woman and her husband being hospitable to Elisha um, because he's a holy man. Um, hospitality throughout the Old Testament, um, you can see that it was a very high value in that uh, time and place. Look at Abraham when the, when the angel comes uh, to visit him. Shortly after he circumcised himself, he gets up and runs to meet this stranger and welcomes him and has his wife, Sarah, uh, kill animals and cook something immediately because the stranger has, has come across and it was their duty in that time. Um, you can imagine not having places to stay and stores and things like that. People had to welcome each other um, if they were away from their, their land. Uh, or Elijah, who walks up to the widow of uh, Zarephath, and Jesus talks about that story specifically in his preaching at Nazareth. It, <clears throat> he stops in Zarephath, and this woman during the famine is about to starve to death. She has a son, and she's just going to gather a few sticks, cook her last cake, and then starve to death with her son. Uh, and he insists that she make him something first. <laughs> and it begins this whole relationship where the oil and the flour, which was so scarce, it becomes abundant because she gives it away to the prophet. It's the same kind of thing here. Um, what Jesus is saying is that, uh, and I love the, the detail in the Elisha story today, because this woman never brings her need to Elisha. She doesn't talk about the fact that she's, she wants a baby and she can't get pregnant, that her husband is getting on in years, and this desire she has is, has been disappointed. <clears throat> she simply channels that desire into generosity towards Elisha and notices that, oh, he came over for dinner. Maybe we should make him a nice room to stay in next time he's in town. And Elisha receives that act of charity and then asks her freely. She doesn't demand it, um, and he doesn't feel forced. He just says, is there something that she wants? And uh, it's not even her who says it, but um, someone else tells, yeah, she, she wants a baby. And he goes and go call her and promises her, next year you'll have a baby. Um, that's the dynamic of of grace, hospitality, uh, charity, is that it's not in any way forced. It's a free gift, and it's um, an answer to a deep desire in our hearts as images of God that we want. We want more than we could ever get if we make our egos the center of the of the universe. If we only ever do something because someone's going to do something for me, there's no end to that. My my. Uh, desire is like this vortex that will suck in more stuff than the world can possibly give. Um, we see that in those who, who get what they're looking for, whether it's money or power or renown. Um, the more they get, the more disappointed, restless, anxious, angry that they get because it never satisfies. Um, but those who freely give, you know, the evangelical pover the poverty, chastity, and obedience is renunciation of money, sex, and power. And it's those, you know, St. Francis's, St. Dominic's that change the world because people look at them and say, you have chosen not to take what you want, but to give even what you need away. Um, and so this uh, controversial 
thing that Jesus says, whoever loves their father or mother more than me, or whoever loves their son or daughter more than me, is not worthy of me. You have to take up your cross. You have to die. It's not so much a threat as a fact, um, simply that all of our loves must be crucified, must be laid in a tomb in order for them to rise. Um, The simplest thing, like if you feel tempted to sin, rather than fight it and ask God, give me the grace that I need, is pray for someone else who's in a similar temptation. And all of a sudden, it just kind of evanesces. You you become um, a wellspring rather than a vortex. And that is the true image of God, what the human heart is meant to be. When you see a saint, a Mother Teresa, you say, how does she keep giving? Because she's plugged into the wellspring of God's love, which is self-emptying, not self-serving. And so St. Paul says in the Romans, are you not aware that you were baptized into Jesus' death, that you can't rise, you can't be forgiven, you can't be redeemed and restored until you die, until everything in you um, is laid on the cross, is is laid to rest so that you can be reborn to this highest love, the vision of God in heaven. Um, but that's a hard sell. It is for me. To, Jesus is always asking me to die a little bit more. Uh, say, I've already died a lot. I've already given you this, or I've given you that. It's like, it's okay, that stuff's not any good for you anyway. Just give it to me, and I'll give it back to you, redeemed and restored.